Hunter Wooler had a lot of things to say after the Northwestern game. Will that have any effect on the Badgers this week? And will we finally get back in the win column? We go through our three big things and predictions on the Bucky Report. Welcome to the Bucky Report, your destination for all things Wisconsin Badgers. Authentic takes. Oh, my God. Game analysis. Touchdown, Badgers. Ring one up. And discussion from the fan perspective. Thanks for joining us. And on Wisconsin. Welcome into the Bucky Report. We are your hosts, Rajiv and Justin, in for our three big things and predictions midweek episode to talk about. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, and our Freedom Trophy game. We are at the Bucky Report on Twitter, at the Bucky Report on YouTube, and wherever you can get your podcasts. Justin, how are you feeling this week, man? I mean, it's surely we can get back in the win column, or maybe. I mean, I I used to have a lot of confidence in this program, but now things are just kind of falling by the wayside. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing okay. For those not in the know, Rajiv and I just had some technical difficulties, and it was amazing. <laughs> It's, you have Justin sitting there like a deer in headlights, like Rajiv is gone. <laughs> Two minutes pass. I'm still sitting here. <laughs> Wait for you to come back. Come on, buddy. <laughs> all so right, now we are uh, so we're redoing the episode. Um, it's all right. We got through most of it, and now we got to record it again. You but. know, I I I don't want to say I'm optimistic about this week because my my gut instinct is I I'm kind of mentally checked out a little bit on this. Um, I want to see it's just something, anything positive. I don't care if you have a package where Tretch comes in for one play or we we put in a couple of the young linemen and they get a, a couple series here and there where we get to see somebody do something that we're, we, we look at and we're like, there, that's something we can hang our hat on and move forward with to end this season. But I just want to see signs of anything. Like I, the two deep was a little bit concerning for this week because there's not a lot of change in it. I'm hoping – and if you had mentioned it when we were offline that hopefully it's not really yeah. truthful. And I'm hoping that that's the case because good God, I can't handle anymore. Half the, some of these guys have not earned the right to be starting at this point. I don't care how bad the backups are. If they bring energy and effort, I'd like to see what they can do and just hopefully some good things happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the title of our show today is The Hunter Wooler Effect. And I'm going to read you something that uh, – now, if you if you probably heard what Hunter Wooler had to say uh, after the Northwestern game, and I'm going to read a little a snippet of it. It says, it comes down to want to, and I'm quoting him here, how bad do you really want to be a part of this team? How bad do you really want to play this game? How bad do you really want to win? Our backs are up against the wall like they've never been before. How many guys really do give a shit about this team, this program, the culture, about winning and losing, and about each other? The Bucky Reports three big things. So on the back of that, let's talk about Hunter Wooler and what I'm calling the Hunter Wooler effect. Number one of the three big things, get players in there that want to give it their all. I am over people playing that don't want to play on this team. I'm over people that are that don't care about this program, that don't want to win, that aren't buying into what the coaches are asking them to do and buying in to Luke Fickle's system and the culture and everything. If they're not in, I'm out. So I'm really hoping that Hunter Wooler's words did have an effect and that what Luke Fickle said had an effect because it needs to. How are these competitive athletes not going to take something like this and the comments that one of their leaders said to heart? They have to, right? I mean, you got to think something like this takes effect. So I'm ready to see. I don't care, Justin, if it's every starter. 
If you're not going to play, then don't play. We have nothing to lose. We have two games left in the season. If you put players on the field that want to win, that have that desire and have been giving it their all, I think we'll win one of those two games and we'll be bowl eligible because that's really all that we're playing for at this mm-hmm. point. We're not playing for anything else. Put people on the field that want to do it. I'm so tired of having this discussion every week. Oh, these players aren't trying. They're not trying. They're not giving it their all. They're they're mailing it in. Then get off the field and get off campus. Yeah, it's a time for actions for me, and I'm always an I'm an action guy in general. Like I'm watching this this season has really frustrated me. Seeing players that are continuously making mistakes, mental errors and doing stupid things, you know, Alex Smith, Jack Nelson. Like, I want to see somebody out there in their place to at least show some accountability with it. And that's what I want to see from Luke Fickle and the staff this week is if you, if it's not getting done or people are screwing things up and, and setting you back, don't, don't give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. Pull them and prove to them, hey, if you're not going to get it done, you're not going to earn your right to be out on the field. Because I don't care what's going on in practice. I want to see these guys actually produce on the field. It's not happening right now. Get them out of there. I'll take my chances with Rucci going out there and showing hopefully some energy and effort, even if he's not perfect, rather than have somebody who I know is going to set me back multiple times in a game by stupid mental errors or holding penalties. So at this point, I want to see somebody go out there and get it done. And I want to see a coach hold them accountable for poor level of play. Like if I'm over at this point, I don't give a crap what his draft stock is. I don't, I'm tired of hearing how great this guy is. And I'm tired of seeing pro football focus grades that are a joke. Quite frankly, (laughs) it's so infuriating to see this garbage where he's being rated as an above average player. He is one of the the worst left tackles in the big 10. And a lot of it is controllable by him. Like it's a lot of, it's just stupid mental stuff that he keeps screwing up week in and week out that he hurts his offense. And that to me is a problem. And it's the same thing with Alex Smith. Just do what your job is. You know, last week it was Preston Zachman too. You had a, a corner forkering motion to you. you we're going to be switching here. And he just ignores it. And it leads to a touchdown because he doesn't follow the guy he's supposed to in coverage because he's mentally not paying attention to where he's supposed to be. Well, all right. Now we got to hold you accountable for that. One of the most frustrating things <clears throat> is when you have players that aren't giving it the effort, like it's, it's the controllable things that they can mm-hmm. fix that that's not getting fixed. That's just, it's so difficult to watch because if it's talent, it's talent and that's fine. I mean, we understand there's talent gaps on this team and that's okay. We're used to that. Now we understand that we accept it, but what neither of us and any Badger fan really wants to accept is the mental mistakes and the clear, just lack of focus, lack of attention, lack of effort. Mm-hmm. That to me, just, it just, you're playing D one football. Now you're playing to get to the NFL. You're we're in the world of NIL. Like there's a lot of things that are happening now. You need to play your game or you're not going to be on the field. And that has to be what it is. Mm-hmm. Take number two, Justin. Number two, find a way to move the ball offensively. I'll take anything at this point. Like, I don't care if we need to, if we need to put Bertram's out there, we're going to run rugby style and he's just going to run it down the field. You know, I, I don't, honestly, I don't care. It just any way we can move the ball to some extent on offense where we can put ourselves in the position to score points because this offense has been quite frankly awful this season and the execution has been terrible. I, I can't pinpoint it. I would love to be able to sit down with somebody from the staff and watch a game in the all 22 and have them kind of break it down for me. Hey, this was what was wrong on here. This guy too, this, this here, this is why this play imploded. Just so I have an idea how much of it is actually talent, how much of it is 
poor fundamentals, how much of it is mental errors. I want to know what's going on in the place so we can really get an idea of what the issue is with what's going wrong on offense because it's not getting better. And that tells me that there's mental issues that are going on more so than a talent issue because, quite frankly, if the athletes aren't so bad on offense that if we were at least doing what we're supposed to, we'd be competent on offense. We may not be good, but we would look like we're we're able to put together a coherent drive here and there in a game. And right now that's not happening, which leads me to believe that there are people that are fundamentally screwing up on each individual play that are blowing up drives. And that's something that has to be fixed. And if guys aren't doing it in this game, for the love of God, pull them out and say, all right, I'm giving this other guy a chance because I've given you opportunity and you've done nothing with it. I want to talk about the running game a little bit, but tell me first, who's your starting quarterback in this game? If you're making this, if you're making the call. I mean, if you look at the, the just pure efficiency numbers, it would be Mordecai. If you're looking at it from what we've seen visually with what the offense seems to be better, I, I think you have to go lock. So when I would prefer to see lock, because I think he gives me better opportunity to actually put points on the board, but I, I have no idea what we're going to see in this week. I mean, Tanner Mordecai scored basically three points against Northwestern because the garbage time touchdown doesn't count. Northwestern stopped mm-hmm. playing, so let's not mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Iowa game, he had zero points when he left the game. So Braden Locks put up points. He put up points against Ohio State. He put up points against Illinois. He had a bad game against Indiana, but let the guy get back in there and see what he can do. Like he's 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 a freshman. Let him play again. But the running game, Justin, has to be better. And I know Braylon Allen's hurt, and I know that he's he maybe he maybe he comes back in and. And get some playing time, but with between Acre and Yakameli, you can't tell me that if we don't, if we commit to this, we can't actually run on this team because mm-hmm. we can and mm-hmm. we need to. We need to establish the run. And like I've said many times, it's like I feel like a broken record. Impose your will on these lesser teams. Do it and move the ball down the field. Let that run open up your pass. And yes, I know that's not air raid and it's a little different, but I'm sorry. We this is what we need to do to win, and that's what we have to push. Yeah. I want to see them run the ball and own this because. That's what Wisconsin does, and we still have the players to do that. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, from the offensive perspective in that regard, I and it needs to be more. There needs to be more of a running game than there's been. I, I don't know how effective it will be, but we need to actually put more effort into it than just sitting back there and throwing 45 times in a game, because we're not efficiently throwing 45 times. I, hey, if we're averaging eight yards a, an attempt. We can throw 45 times a game. I'll, I'll watch that all day long because then we're clearly gashing them. But right now that's not happening, and that's a problem. You know, I'm hopeful that going forward we can figure out a way to make that work. But it's it's really – I'm uncomfortable with what we're going to potentially see. I think we're going to have to piece some things together in this game that hopefully we can make it work. Um I think Rajiv froze on me again, but we'll we'll keep talking about this particular point. Um, I I want to look at this game and say, if you can at least balance some things, and I'm not expecting us to have 200 yards rushing because I just don't think that's going to happen. I think we need to find a way to get to 150 yards rushing in this game, and hopefully that will get us to where we need to be. But right now, I'm not quite sure what to do from the rushing to get ourselves to the point where we'll score enough in this game to win. Um, 
passing game wise, if we can get to 250 yards passing, it would be a revelation quite at this point. I think we've done it like two times, three times this season. So that might be too much to ask, especially considering Nebraska is a little bit better on defense than what they've been in the past. If we, get, if we can get 200 yards passing, 150 yards rushing, I'll be happy. And hopefully we can get to 17 points or so. Remember when we were scoring 30 points a game? What happened to that? Uh, well, we lost both our starting running backs. We lost our our everyone's number one wide receiver, <laughs> but mine. Um, but yeah, it's there's some things that need to be worked through this offseason. And there's there's some there's a lot that's going to be there's gonna be a lot of change heading into next year. I think people need to be ready for that. Justin, lead off number three. Number three, maybe play two halves of defense instead of one. Yeah, we, we've talked about this. I, I've been infuriated with some of the players that are begin, continuously given opportunity in this. I don't know what to do with the linebackers at this point. None of them have been particularly inspiring. Uh, outside linebackers have really struggled to get any semblance of pressure. I know people are going to be like, well, Peterson's done that. Peterson's had some covered sacks, and I've also watched him several times miss on his initial rush and then just jog after that and not, not show motor after the play. And that is a huge problem for me because as this team does struggle to get a real pass rush, we don't have anybody that consistently gets home and you're going to have to do it with effort. And when I see you jogging just because you missed on the first attempt, guess what? Unless that ball is gone, keep running because the quarterback is still fair game. Like make a play, you know, gets at this point is what he is. He's not a guy that really offers anything in the way of a pass rush. He's okay against the run. You know, the middle linebackers, I watch them, and they're just mentally don't seem to be on the same page and seem to be doing what they're supposed to effectively in this defense. And I don't know what to do there because I don't know if there's any of the young guys who really mentally are where they need to be. I would like to see somebody give an opportunity, but I'm afraid. Maybe it will be Allegro this week. Maybe he'll continue to get some snaps. You put him out there with somebody who – who knows it a little bit better mentally and he'll show some things. I think you should. I think athletically he's the most gifted guy we have in that middle linebacker room. I think it's not even quite frankly close based off of what he showed on that sack. I think what's interesting is that, you know, like the, 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 the halftime adjustments have actually been good. I mean, they have. the last couple of games, like we've Trestle does a heck of a job adjusting to what teams are showing him. Right, so I would like to see a little bit better game plan for the first half. Make the same adjustments second half, but let's have a little mm. bit better game plan because mm. we've been kind of shredded early in the games, and we can't have that. We definitely can't have that this week. So I'd like to see a little bit better game plan early, and and also it's effort too. It's execution mm. in the first half because I don't care. Well, Trestle was never going to game plan that. Like seeing what happened, mm. what Northwestern did to us, that's ridiculous. We mm. need to be better in the first half. We have to play two halves because – yeah, second half's not good enough. Clearly our offense isn't good enough to get us out of a hole in the second half. So we need to not get in the hole. And I'd also like to see some turnovers being forced. I mean, this is a team that's throwing a lot of interceptions, whoever their quarterback's been, whether it's Sims or the other guy. Like, we need to turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is not a team that's really going to threaten us scoring-wise. So you need to be aggressive and, and make them work for it. Listen, they don't have a quarterback that can, can hurt you. So come after them. Like anytime they're going to drop back to pass, come after him, be aggressive, and maybe he throws it up for grabs. But do I trust that he's going to make good throws? No, not a, not remotely. You get pressure on him, that ball's going to be put up for grabs. 
So take your take your chances with it a little bit. We should have been doing it most of the season a little bit more because, quite honestly, come up, play press, and send guys because the odds are you're either going to get home and sack him or he's going to throw a ball out there out of time and it's going to either be thrown too early or too late and potentially high or low, and you're going to have chances to make plays on the ball. And we saw that a lot under Leonard. We saw that under the you know the previous defensive coordinators here. It was something that was a hallmark kind of of our pressure packages was we just didn't trust quarterbacks to be able to do anything against us, and we just got aggressive with them. Well, right. let's keep doing it because it works. College quarterbacks aren't very good when you get pressure on them. It's not a new thing. It's been that way for the last – 50 years of passing. Absolutely. Well, now what's going to happen in this game? The Bucky Report predictions. It's another night game in Madison. A 6.30 Central Time kickoff. Uh, Justin, what are you feeling? Are we going to finally get back in the winning column? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even want to predict. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll say it. We're, we're going to win this game 14 to 13, Wisconsin. Oh, it's going to be one of the ugliest games we've watched all season. It's going to, I feel like it's going to look a lot like last year where we ended up coming down. What, what did we win last year? 15 to 14? 15 or something to like that? 14. Yeah. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of correlation to that game and it's going to be ugly and we're going to be like, this is just brutal. But I feel like that's the way this is going to play out. And whatever, we'll get the win. Hopefully we play, you know, work hard in this game. I'm just praying that we show up because this is going to go one of two ways. Either guys will play a lot harder this week or they're going to be just as bad as they were against Northwestern. And if that's the case, if it happens in one drive where it looks like guys are just giving up, I hope to God they pull them and just say, you're done. You know, you may never see another snap at Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, I, I struggled with this. I obviously, I want to pick a win too. I think that the Hunter Roller effect is going to have some, some effect. What he said made an impact. I think it will continue to make an impact. And I think we are going to see some shakeups. Hopefully <laughs> I'm calling for a 20 to 13 Badger victory, 20 to 13. Um, I think we're going to get it done. I think that Mordecai is going to start. I think Braden Locke's going to end up coming in um, hopefully because I want to see Braden Locke play. Uh, but yeah, 20 to 13, we're going to get, we're going to get become bowl eligible, which that'll be great. And then we can finally look ahead to the Minnesota game I'm probably a fool for picking us to win because look at our track record, but I just, I have to believe, man, I I can't, I just can't imagine that we're going to give this trophy to Nebraska, who by the way, has never touched this trophy. It's Mm -hmm. only been in existence for eight years. We've won all eight of them. We've won one, they've won one game since they've come into the big 10. It was a 30 to 27 win in 2012 since then they haven't beat us. So I'm not, we're not, we're not giving them that trophy. And I think we're going to get it done this week, but we'll see. My gut instinct is, is they don't even know that there's a trophy associated with this game (laughs) and and they'll forget that they need to come to the sideline and grab it. Exactly. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Sorry for our technical difficulties. I'm I'm in my office. So sometimes I have problems with Wi-Fi and the internet. So I apologize for that. Justin, thanks for just keeping it rolling for our our second (laughs) technical difficulty. Uh, But normally when I do the shows at home, we don't have any problems like that. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back on Sunday with our regular uh, full pod. Hopefully we have a basketball win to talk about. Hopefully we have a football win to talk about. And um, we'll just see how it goes. But as always, on Wisconsin. 
Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Bucky Report or The Bucky Report Podcast from wherever you get your content. Until next time, on Wisconsin. Wisconsin.